You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. The Lazix Empire is burned to ash, rejected by its subjects. The aftermath was tragedy and petty conflict in equal measure, a time of loss and exhaustion. In the ensuing dark years, factions of the galaxy retreated and recovered their strength. Now, they look upon the stars and see an opportunity, a chance to reclaim what is lost, a chance to redefine galactic civilization, a chance to leave their mark upon the stars. Welcome to Tabletop Arcane. I'm Justin, and I am bringing you a review of Twilight Inscription, the new Twilight Imperium Universe epic roll-and-write game from Fantasy Flight Games. This plays one to eight players in about one and a half to two hours and has an MSRP of $64.99. Before we talk about the first impression of Twilight Inscription, give me a small background that I am a fan of both roll-and-write games, especially over the last several years with the pandemic and lockdown. They've become a favorite mechanism of mine in that time. As well as, before all this, I have been a long-standing Twilight Imperium fan. That I've even cultivated a group of people around me who also like to play the game, and we've tried to play it as often as possible. Though, if you're familiar with Twilight Imperium, the time constraints to get a game to the table, an organization of uh, six to eight human adults, the stars have to align to make that happen. So... When I heard about Twilight Inscription, I was very excited. At Gen Con, I was one of the lucky ones to be able to get my hands on a copy of it, and I've been playing it the last month or so, and now as it comes to full retail, I want to make sure we get my thoughts out there so that you can make an informed decision of whether Twilight Inscription is worth it to you, especially at a $64.99 price point. Let's dive into those first impressions. The game box is relatively compact for what it holds. You get four sheets per player so eight players total eight double-sided each one side is all symmetrical so they are identical to all other eight copies of it and on the other side they're all unique so if you want to take on a very symmetrical roll and write game you can if you want to have the twilight inscription asymmetrical feel you can also do that now i said there was four sheets so this is a pretty deep on the roll and write mechanics, it is not as intimidating as it first looks on the outside. Once you start seeing the icons and understanding the language of the game, the intimidation factor drops off, very much like Twilight Imperium itself. The art is top-notch. The quality of components is excellent. The roll and write dice are nice, big, and chunky. The specialty dice are also very colorful and very easy to spot. Icons are easy to read pretty much across the table. And all of the cards have a nice, good quality finish to them that are going to hold up for you for time and time to come. It does come with specialty dry erase markers. These are like a fluorescent orange, which go along with the blue space and markings that are very iconic to the Twilight Imperium universe. So it bleeds theme, it bleeds quality, and... As I said, the box is relatively small. It's not the smallest box, but it holds everything very nicely within it, even using the cardboard trough style insert. What does Twilight Inscription do well? First thing I want to say, this is probably the biggest and longest roll and write game I've ever played, as well as the fastest Twilight Imperium game. 
which is kind of a credit to both angles there. Twilight Imperium is known as a very long and serious game, and it can be, and especially when you have new players, it does add time to the decision points. As you gain comfort with the rules and familiarity with the systems, it does speed up, especially with the fourth edition of the game now. Twilight Inscription does it even faster, even sooner. So much so, there is a learn-to-play, play-as-you-go style guide. You stack the event deck in such a way to kind of get a first few turns, see what the four different sheets do, and then you're kind of set on your own after that. And that is a smart way of teaching this game. Uh, I've seen this done in a couple other games as well that are heavy with player choice, but to show a player what those choices mean in a controlled way while still not necessarily holding your hand so much that your player agency is taken away from you. Likewise, it tells you to use the symmetrical sides of the boards, gets you right into the action nice and quick. The full rulebook does explain those actions a little bit more detail. It gives you a little bit more of those corner cases that may come up, and especially when it talks to some building the actual deck and getting the objectives mixed into the game. So, it ramps you up very nicely in a controlled environment. It does do what Roland Wrights do well, where everybody is working with a shared resources. And what they're doing with those that shared dice result is activating one of their four sheets per turn and taking some actions and spending those icons on there. And that's the bulk of the game. What those sheets do and everything is where it gets a little dicey and complex, but the icons remain the same amongst the four sheets it's just which one are you focusing on for that turn is what you have to worry about. Another great thing that it does that keeps the roll and write flavor going is you have relatively little player interaction except for essentially two specific cases. And in a regular full Twilight Imperium game, those are the same two cases that you typically have player interaction. The first is Warfare. And Warfare has its own sheet, and the great thing about that is you're drawing shapes, drawing lines, and gaining power within Warfare until a Warfare card is drawn from the event deck. And then everybody compares their numbers, and you kind of do a comparison of, is my military strength stronger than yours? I get the benefit, you get the penalty. And you do this to the player to your right and your left. And that's all it does. And then you draw a new line of deployment, and you're set for the next time war happens. Likewise, in... The Council Cards, which is the other big diplomatic piece that is Twilight Imperium, that keeps that flavor of Twilight Inscription going, is you'll gain, gather votes in the Galactic Council, and then agendas will pop up, and you have to vote for two or four. You discuss amongst other players, make decisions as a group, and then cast those votes. And the person who has the most votes tends to have a little bit stronger say, and maybe gets their way. And that's the core of the player interaction everything else you're working on in your own very much like the regular full twilight imperium game when fantasy flight says you can get the feeling and experience of twilight imperium in a roll and write shorter time period twilight inscription does deliver on that and to even include a solo and to even include a solo rule set was a big surprise to me and definitely a selling point when i looked at the game because I do love Twilight Imperium, but like I said earlier, getting five plus other adults for a multi-hour long single game session can be very tricky 
Twilight Inscription is not without its opportunities. Let's talk about the challenges that we face when we're looking at Twilight Inscription. The, the very first one I want to call out is the price point. $64.99 is a large price point for a roll and write game. Most roll and write games are sitting in that 20-ish dollar range. This is about three and a half times that. You are paying for a lot of that Twilight Imperium flavor. It does give you that big epic feel and there's a lot to do with it. The, going back to the components and the quality of the game, it is there. And because there are dry erase sheets, you're not worried about a pad of paper that's going to go away, like most roll and write games that make it on a little bit on the cheaper side. So the component quality is relatively more simple. This feels like a deluxe game, but unfortunately it carries that deluxe price. And it's, I still feel as a $65 roll and write game, it is a pricey game for that. You either have to really, really like your roll and write games or really big of, be a fan of the Twilight Imperium universe to not take that as a consideration. The next opportunity I would say Twilight Inscription has going for it is the objective cards are a little underwhelming. Each sheet gets an objective card that everybody collectively goes for. And whoever gets the objective first gets more points and everybody else who completes the objective for the rest of the game gets a lower point value. But there's a surprisingly few amount of them compared to the relic cards. Likewise, the event deck is the same event deck you use every single game. The only difference is the order of events and when they trigger. These are staged, so each stage is kind of organized in a specific way and it tries to space out the events like your council, your commerce, and your war. But sometimes you will go into a war phase and then two cards later could also go back into a war phase. Now that does keep you a little bit on your toes and making sure everything is up to par when you're looking at that and everybody's working on those same series of events. There's no event that's left out of the deck in any particular game. So you always know the series of events that will happen during a game, just not what particular order but you know the first three are all stage one. All three of those are always going to be your stage one cards. The last opportunity I have for Twilight Inscription actually falls into the markers. They use a very unique dry erase marker that is a fluorescent high-vis marker, which is really good and shows up really great on the sheets themselves. And it gives you a very strong thematic flavor. However, because they are unique, you only have eight. If any of them dry out, you're going to have to find a way to replace them. Hopefully, Fantasy Flight will have that solution at some point. But it's not as easy as going to your local school supplies and getting some dry erase markers. RPG players who probably already have some, you can't necessarily use the ones you have at home as easily. Some of those brighter colors may work, but it's with mixed results. So the other piece of markers that I found interesting is they do have the little erasers on them for those oops marks or cleanup mistakes that you might make because that's how they tend intend them even in the rule book it says wait 10 to 15 seconds before you even erase after you make a mark otherwise they actually smear really easily and at the end of the game those erasers are only meant to correct small mild mistakes not erase entire sheets. They actually say use a, a rag or paper towel for that. So it was one of those choices that I'm, I get why they exist thematically, but there's a lot of user issues with the markers themselves. Hopefully there's other opportunities to enhance your game or replace the markers, as I was just not a fan of those in this particular 
case or fashion. Another opportunity that I could definitely see that some people have is that this is a longer roll and write game. It is not something you can quickly pass time over a lunch period or over a quick uh, travel experience. It is definitely a little bit more on the epic side and definitely less likely to travel with me. Not to saying that I can't travel with it when I can pack multiple roll and write games in the same amount of space it would take me to take Twilight Inscription along and the time constraint that Twilight Inscription requires. Those are reasons why I would probably travel with other roll and write games. So while it captures some of those epic feelings, it loses some of the beauty that roll and write games do tend to offer. The box does say 90 to 120 minutes. I have, with comfort, been able to get the solo mode down a lot faster than that. I can so keep that in mind. But I've noticed as you add players, especially new players, much like Twilight Imperium, Twilight Inscription's time is subject to change and will definitely be longer when you have a full eight-player table. If you like roll and write games and want just a big, elaborate-style roll and write game, or you're a Twilight Imperium fan and you want something quicker and snappier than Twilight Imperium, or maybe something you can just easily solo or not take up as much table space, Twilight Inscription may be the game for you. If you're not a fan of longer games, or if you don't want complex roll and rights, or maybe $65 is just a little too much for what this game offers you, there is definitely other games out there in the market that would suit your needs better. I hope this has helped you make your decision with Twilight Inscription. Make sure to follow Tabletop Arcanum on our social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Hit those like, subscribe, follow buttons, leave us a comment, leave us a question. Always like to hear from you. As always, thank you for listening and happy gaming. Tabletop Arcanum produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.